Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, June 3rd, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Steve Hellwagon. Steve, Ohio State landed Julian Fleming on Friday as expected. The five-star wide receiver, the number one wide receiver in the country. The kid just down the road from Penn State. Um, picks Ohio State. At one point, it looked like he was a Penn State lock. And turns out it really wasn't that close of a call if you read his comments. He really fell in love with Brian Hartline. We'll talk more about Brian Hartland in a minute, but uh, just your thoughts on Ohio State landing Julian Fleming. Well, it's just, again, another in a tremendous role of offensive recruiting that uh, Ohio State's been doing here with Ryan Day, Brian Hartline uh, spearheading this. And again, from Southern Columbia High School, Catawissa, Pennsylvania, uh, Clemson and Penn State were the other two schools that were primarily at the top of his list. 78 catches as a junior with a robust 22 touchdowns. And I can't recall somebody at the high school level that had 22 touchdowns in a season. I'm sure somebody out there has done better, but uh, that's pretty hard to top. 6'2", 199, does a little bit of everything. And again, a major coup for Ohio State to go into Pennsylvania and take the top wide receiver in the country out of Pennsylvania. Uh, this has been a recurring theme for Ohio State to go into Pennsylvania and take top players. Uh, they've already got the top quarterback from 2021 out of there in Kyle McCord and are looking hard right now to get Marvin Harrison Jr., the wide receiver as well, out of there. So uh, I think that uh, – you know, they've kind of put James Franklin and Penn State on notice that, uh, you know, you can win some games and you can have a pretty good program. But when it comes to the top players in your state, they're all fair game for Ohio State. So I think uh, just a tremendous coup, I think, for Ohio State to go in there and, and to get a player of the caliber of Fleming. Also for Penn State, if you play Kentucky in a bowl game, Penn State, you might lose. Um, or you can come to Ohio State and play in major bowl games and win and win. Yeah, that hurts. That hurts them. Their that hurts their national perception when you have a team that was top ten most of the year or whatever, you know, or, or top fifteen and then go out and lay an egg like that, you know, a game that you should have won, uh, had every chance to win. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's not doesn't help the bottom line. And, and Julian Fleming talked about that. He flat out talked about, like, the chaos at Penn State to some degree. I mean, not that their, their program's collapsing or anything, but when he compared it to Ohio State and Clemson, the other two schools he was really looking at, it just, just didn't seem like a close call for him. And he talked about how they're not winning enough games, there's too much coaching upheaval, which was an interesting comment right after Ohio State loses Urban Meyer talking about, no, it's Penn State that has the, the coaching situation, not Ohio State. Um, speaking of coaching at Ohio State, uh, the, the aforementioned Brian Hartline, a guy you and I covered, <laughs> um, you know, when he was a player at Ohio State, even when he was in high school, uh, I remember covering Brian Hartline. Um, wow. I mean, to say he's good is, is a vast understatement. He is knocking it out of the park, Steve. Um, I mean, what a rising star. I don't know if he's a rising star anymore. I think he's just a star. Yeah, no question about it. And uh, what was a complete negative with Zach Smith leaving has turned into a complete positive because, 
you look at the results that he had this past year, it was a perfect storm clicking into place with Haskins and the three senior wide receivers that they had. He'll have three seniors again this year with Ben Victor, Austin Mack, K.J. Hill, and they should put up huge numbers uh, this season. And then to go out and recruit the caliber of wide receivers that uh, he is getting at Ohio State with Fleming. I know he went to St. Louis to work on another guy by the name of Mookie Cooper, who is a national top 10 uh, wide receiver, top 10 in his position. And um, obviously – uh, they've got their sights, as we mentioned, on Marvin Harrison Jr. for 2021. So uh, he is out there and has really done a fabulous job, uh, you know, going from NFL player to staff assistant to full-time assistant uh, in in record time. And he's in the prime of his uh, football coaching career already, it seems like and uh, is uh, hunkering down for what could be a long run as a football coach and, uh, you know, dare we say, a potential uh, future head coach at The Ohio State University. Ooh, ooh I like it. I like it. Um, I tell you, another great recruiter they have over there is Tony Alford, the running backs coach. Um, and, you know, he, <laughs> he might be close to landing five-star running back Kendall Milton, who had his official visit to Ohio State over the weekend. Our Bill Curlick's been all over this. The dean, who is crystal balled, Kendall Milton to Ohio State, Steve, said the visit went very well. Um, it certainly seems like Ohio State is the clear team to beat here. Um, looking good for the Buckeyes and Kendall Milton. Yeah, that would be crazy to add the top wide receiver. And obviously Milton, <clears throat> he is ranked number 21 overall in the class uh, for 2020. So he's one of the number top two running back. Yeah. Number two running back. Yeah, that's just tremendous that uh, – they would add skill position players like that. I know that there's another guy locally, Michael Drennan from Dublin Kaufman, who could play running back, wide receiver, maybe an H receiver, H back type guy that could also fit into this class. So uh, Kendall Milton, I mean, what can you say uh, to come from California? I think Ohio State's taking advantage of the fact that the Pac-12 has become a virtual non-entity at this point in terms of the college football playoff. And uh, so, yeah, I think it's uh, tremendous that Ohio State's gotten Milton onto campus and uh, Alford uh, really making that push. And I think that uh, th that that may just be a matter of time, I think, for Ohio State and Milton. And uh, again, uh, this this staff with what they've done offensively here in terms of recruiting has been nothing short of phenomenal. All right, let's. Uh... Switch gears from recruiting. Let's look at the 2019 team for a second, specifically the linebacker position. Um, you know, a position we've talked about a lot on the show here, but, you know, I, I'm i intrigued by this position. I mean, if you look at it right now, you could say that's a weakness, it's a concern, and I, I, I could see why people would say that. I think by the end of the year, because they, they have so many talented guys there, and I, I think the coaching staff's going to do a good job of getting the right three guys out there and rotating some guys in and out. Um, I think it's going to be a strength by the end of the year. That might be uh, – people might think I'm crazy for saying that, but I, I feel that way. And this was just too talented of a group. I think all they were missing was the right coaching. I mean, and they were young last year as well, and that, now they're all a year older. Um, Taraja Mitchell's a guy I think needs to be out there more. Um, and, you know, but I like I like some of these guys. Tough Borland, hopefully he'll be healthy. I'm not – you know, I, I, th I thought he played really poorly last year, but some of these guys like Pete Warner will be better. Um, I like this group, Steve. Just your thoughts on the Buckeyes linebackers this year. Yeah, Malik Harrison, one of the outside spots to me, has got a chance to be a first-team All-Big Ten guy, maybe even push for some All-American honors because 
he is, they've got him simplified to where he can just run and make plays. And I think that's what is going to help him. They may even turn him loose uh, as a pass rusher at times to get that speed off the edge and uh, from the linebacker position. And I think that'll be an exciting wrinkle uh, that could really mess things up for opposing offenses. So uh, tough Borland, uh, again, kind of a tough season. He was exposed at times just because he played and was not quite 100% coming back from his Achilles injury or at least had not recovered all the way to where he was 100%. Could not run, uh, perhaps like uh, he needs to be able to run to play that position. Seemed to always be a half step behind the play. Uh, Baron Browning is a guy you're waiting for the light bulb to come on at middle linebacker as well. And Taraja Mitchell, and, and, uh, you know, a sophomore now, he is really going to mix things up, I think, in that competition. And they asked Ryan Day toward the end of spring football, well, how, what do you think is going to happen? He said, well, that competition is going to continue. And without Washington as the new uh, linebackers coach and uh, Jeff Halfley and, and uh, Greg Madison uh, as the coordinators, they have no special allegiance to any of these guys. They're not going to play somebody out of loyalty or whatever. They didn't recruit any of these guys. They're just going to put the guys who produce the most on the field and let the chips fall where they may, and that's how it should be, particularly after how bad things were last season, not only with the linebackers, but the defense overall was just a complete disaster last season. And I think that um, you know they have that wild card in their pocket to say, this was a disaster last season. We're not going through that again. Uh, or at least, you know, we're not going to put Ryan Day through this again. We're going to um, have a representative defense this year. And if it's Taraja Mitchell, then God bless him, you know, Godspeed. Pete Werner, the other outside linebacker, it seems like his spot's coming off the field when they go to that fifth defensive back, and that doesn't bother me too much. Uh, you know, he's a junior now, and uh, – if he's the best guy, so be it. If he's not, Dallas Gant, uh, Kavon Pope are there as well. And you're adding Kate Stover and Tommy Eichenberg. I don't know how much those guys are going to play as true freshmen. Uh, you have that four-game rule where I'm sure they'll get shoved in there if they're healthy, at least on special teams. But uh, I think uh, most of what you're going to see is going to come out of that group of upperclassmen that we talked about, and the best players are going to play. And I think that's got to be encouraging, to say the least. Steve, I want to finish the show talking about something fun. You are, for those who don't know out there, Steve Hellwagon is a highly requested speaker at Ohio State groups, alumni groups, whatever it might be. Steve is a very highly requ requested speaker. And they sent you all the way down to Tampa St. Pete area, Steve, to speak to an OSU alumni group. I'm quite, first, I'm curious how it went. I'm also very curious, what was the number one question asked of you by the people in St. Petersburg? Yeah, it's a rough job, Dave. I've had to go, uh, let's see. In the past, to Pinehurst, to Nashville, North Carolina, the Villages retirement uh, community in Florida was awesome a few years ago when I went there. Um, my wife and I went down Thursday. We hung out on St. Petersburg Beach for two days and then uh, went over to uh, St. Pete and spoke to the Suncoast alumni celebrating their 50th anniversary. And it was a lot of fun. Got to meet a lot of nice people there. The number one question when I was done with my uh, my standard 20 to 30 minute presentation talking about uh, life and uh, Ohio State football and whatever uh, was what is happening with this defensive staff in terms of recruiting? 
even the alumni people down in Tampa are kvetching about what's going on with this defensive staff. They have uh, one commitment, Lejeune Cavazos, and uh, nobody else. And I know uh, Jaheim Thomas uh, just came out with his list here in the last day or so from Princeton down in Cincinnati, and he did not have Ohio State on his list. And that's been one of the guys that I think everyone thought they'd hang their hat on. In this class, Jaheim Thomas, I believe he's a defensive end or an outside linebacker that uh, everybody thought he would be a Buckeye. So uh, I, I guess at this early stage, you might scratch him. But, uh, you know, I think a couple things. They have Jack Sawyer obviously lined up for uh, 2021 defensive end from Pick North, number three player in the country, which is tremendous. And that comes on the heels of getting Zach Harrison who this staff finalized for the February signing period uh, once uh, you had the transition. He was one of the top 20 players in the country from Orange High School just outside Columbus. So there is a track record there for Ryan Day and uh, this staff that uh, they can get great players. I think what it tells me, Dave, is they're not reaching on uh, mediocre players yet. Have they gotten beaten for some uh, outstanding top-line players? Yeah. Uh, they still got some guys out there. Defensive tackle Darian Henry from Cincinnati Princeton is in this list. Michael Melton, a linebacker from Maryland. Clark Phillips, a big-time cornerback out of California. Those are three guys right there. If they can get a couple of them and then just fill in around the edges. Uh, they've recruited extremely well defensively uh, here in recent years. As, as we mentioned, I look at this. They probably got uh, – 10 sophomores on defense, four redshirt freshmen, and uh, seven true freshmen coming in on defense. So that is a group of about 20 or 25 guys who will be in their first or second year of eligibility on defense, more than enough to fill a starting 11 in a year or so if they have to. So um, I, I agree. They got to go out and get five or six guys on defense to fill out this class. But I'm not ready to say they can't recruit on defense just yet. Yeah, I agree with you. They'll, they'll, they'll figure something out there. It won't be a star-studded offense like it is on offense. But I still think the defensive class will be good. The offensive class will be great. And the entire class, when you add it together, I think will be you know, borderline great. Um, maybe not even borderline. Maybe just great. Just like you, Steve. You're not borderline great. You're great. Uh, he is Steve Hellwagon. And I really you, Dave. Hey, 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 thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, he is Steve Hellwagon. Uh, appreciate your None time. None of us are Patrick Murphy, though. None of no, us no, are Patrick no, Murphy. Only Patrick Murphy is Patrick Murphy. Let's not get crazy here. Yeah. Uh, appreciate all the listeners out there for tuning in to the show. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's try that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Bye.